I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Hey, welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I'm Sean Bowles, your host, and I have on the show today Denise Goulet, who her and her husband, Paul, pastor a church in Las Vegas. It's called the International Church of Las Vegas. And, you know, they moved there of such a spiritual encounter and they took a church that's just a couple hundred people into thousands and thousands of people with multi-campuses, huge training center, all kinds of outreach to the poor, seeing people come out of, you know, sex, sex industry and those kinds of, and uh, have people who work in the casino industry and are planted by God in a kingdom way. They're very, very unusual, wonderful people. And Denise and Paul and I have been tracking for a long time. As a matter of fact, I met my wife, uh, Sheree Blanchett at the time. <laughs> I met my wife, Sheree, because of them. And one of their pastors on their staff brought Sheree with her to come to a conference I was doing. And that's where I met Sheree. And then I ended up doing a couple conferences at their church. And she was one of my hospitality directors. And I just got to know her so well through their church culture and who they are. And Sheree and I are obviously happily married and we're so happy to have met. And a lot of her foundation is because Paul and Denise found her in Vermont and brought her to Las Vegas to be on staff in their church. And so I'm so grateful to them for that. But uh, above and beyond that, uh, you know, Denise is on a prophetic journey. She's a prophet and she's on a prophetic journey. And I love how she shares kind of the backstory and she shares out of her fears and insecurities at times and how God's overcome those things for her and how God's imparted such strong identity in her, which she helps to impart to other people pursuing both the prophetic, but also her church members. So I know you're going to really enjoy our interview, but I really am hoping that we get to talk about the controversial subject of when Donald Trump visited their church. So stay tuned. I'm going to ask some really fun questions. You're listening to Exploring the Prophetic with Sean Bowles, and I have with me Denise Goulet. This is kind of a part two of an interview we started last week, and I'm just so encouraged by Denise. We started out in just the vulnerable early years of their ministry, and she shared just about herself, her own identity journey, and then how God birthed the Las Vegas dream in their heart and what they're doing now. But we're going to go into this podcast. Denise, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm it's excited because I know your stories. I mean, I know a lot of your stories, yeah. but some of that was new for me in the last podcast. But today uh-huh. we're going to talk about a very specific assignment because you're a prophet and you have been hearing God in some powerful ways, but some things have been kind of another level has been stirring the last three years or so of just mm-hmm. what God's calling you to. And it's culminating right now in some ways into future assignments and stuff. And one of those, uh-huh. one of those very specific stories is you you actually heard God about some people you're going to meet with and then did some very risky things by prophesying to them. I mean, you put it on the line cause it was like on video and everything. So tell us about this. Yeah. Yes. I was, um, I was actually in a, in a prayer meeting. It was about two weeks prior to the election in the 2016. And, uh, God clearly told me to uh, to speak up, to raise your voice. Uh, I need for you to be my mouthpiece. And I'm like, well, what does that look like, Lord? You know. Uh, yeah. And He actually gave me, and I knew I was going to preach that Sunday, coming Sunday, and because Paul was going to be out of town, um, and so I I had He gave me like Second Kings chapter six, where the king uh, is talking about very very strategic things in the the privacy of his room, but then the prophet hears it. 
you know. Yeah. And and then that whole story, you know, that whole story. So God, you know, just really put that on my heart. And so I'm going to release that on Sunday. So in the meantime, on Saturday, I I heard from Lou and he says, it's time to pray for, you know, for the for uh, uh, more more intensely as if we weren't already, but intensely for our elections. This is Lou Engel, the director of the call, right? Yes, yeah. yes. And he said he, he launched a high noon prayer uh, assignment. I don't know if you remember that. I do. Uh, for, uh, until the election. So it was about a week and a half until the election or something like that. And um, so I thought, I'm going to do that Sunday. Pasquale and I are going to do that. We're going to launch that. We're going to join Luengel. I'm going to release the word and all that. So, but then sun, Saturday night, as I'm getting ready, just praying, I get a phone call. And this phone call is from someone in our church who's connected with Trump's, you know, the one that is, what do you call him, agent or whatever, sure. uh, Trump uh, leader. And he said, hey, Mr. Trump wants to come to your church, to our church tomorrow, like to ICL, <laughs> right to ICLV, right before the election. And he'd already been in our building because he came to the school uh, two weeks prior. And he asked to come because there was a connection with Pasquale, okay? So and the Hispanic community trying to Which reach them. Which is one them. of your pastors there. Exactly. And so, um, so, so I said, what? I said, how would that work? Because I know about security. Because we had Ben Carson a few months prior, and the security was a nightmare wow. <laughs> for sun- for Sunday morning service. It was a nightmare, and so um, and and she said, "No, he he, he doesn't want the, the the media to know. He's only going to bring his media, and he doesn't want anyone to know. He wants to come to church. He has a rally at eleven o'clock, or." Yeah, 11 o'clock here in Vegas. But he wants to come to church in a big church with a ha- with lots of good music. I'm like, <laughs> what am I supposed to say? No. I say, of course. And he said, listen, um, will they love him? That is my his question. Wow. And I said, yes, they will. I trusted my church. <laughs> yeah. Well, which is good to say, because I mean, in Vegas is like Los Angeles where there's like, we're right down the middle as far as Democrats, Republicans and the whole thing. We had as many people hate Trump as love Trump in our church. I know your church, you had a lot Absolutely. of people who were Democrats. So that's a great oh. question for them to ask. Yeah. Because, but you guys and, have trained a culture of loving people regardless of politics, which I just want to interject that. Yeah. I, I, I immediately said, listen, we're going to love him. And then I got off the phone, and of course, Robin, three of my staff knew, and I called Paul, and my husband said, I'm not coming back for this. This is your time. Wow. Which I really, really, I really appreciate, you know, of Paul, that he could have just said, hey, this is my moment here. I'm going to, you know, he didn't even tell me what to do in the service. He just fully trusted me with this. And so I felt... I felt a trust from from the Lord, actually, and from my husband. Super important. And then I got on my face and I started to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you had some words leading up to this that you're going to be meeting presidents and exactly. that you're going to be prophesying and praying over them and stuff. So this is the first encounter. This the is first, like, yeah. Exa- exactly. And so I, you know what I did? I pulled your word and Jane Hammond's word. <laughs> 
about those but those words that said you'll find you'll meet president you'll be and I got on my face and I just listened to it and I a peace came over me and it's almost like I was put in a bubble of anointing. Wow. I went to bed. I slept well. The next morning, we told no one until 8.30, half an hour before the service. And then I um, and my my staff were like, what? <laughs> I said, yes. Now, I wasn't 100% sure he was going to come because you never know. Yeah. You never know. You know, so I'm in the service and I'm thinking people are missing out if they're not here yet. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's not nine o'clock. We're worshiping God. And then I see his hair coming in. You see how we come on the (laughs) right there. And I go, Mr. Trump is in the building. Wow. So I'm like, hey, Mr. Trump, it's good to see you again because I'd met him uh, two weeks prior. And uh, I said, I'm so glad to have you at ICLV. We're glad to have you here. And he just stood there next to his seat, next to me, like right there in the front row. Then I went to Pasquale and I said, let's go. We're doing a transition. We're praying for America. What we had already planned, the high noon thing, we're doing all that. So we'll go up there. We just you know, pray for the nation, all that stuff. I do all that. And then I said, okay, I said, everyone, welcome here. I'm so glad to have you here. I want to especially uh, mention uh, those of you that are here for the first time, uh, especially Mr. Trump, who came to (laughs) worship with us today. That's amazing. The church got up on their feet, if they were not already standing up, and started to clap And honor this man. You're like, I did it right as a spiritual parent. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was so proud of my church. I was so proud of my, of of our, you know, all our friends there. And I, and I said, Mr. Trump, I said, I want you to know that I see LV. And I learned that from you, uh, Sean, the way that you, you present the prophetic. I really love it because it's about loving well. It's about putting lenses of developed love on the, the lenses of Jesus on and loving people with a, with a, with seeing who they are and bringing oh, Jesus to them that. you know it's beautiful so i said i said mr trump here at ICLV, we 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 want to love well and honor well and i and i hope and pray that that will be your experience with us today and i said can we pray for you and so he's just down there on the floor and he says yes i said wow. can we lay hands on you can we lay hands on you and he says yes cuz i didn't know the secret service was all over spread out so i didn't know what i could do and not do so i was just testing the ground <laughs> ask for forgiveness <laughs> so, instead of permission <laughs> exactly and so he says absolutely lay hands on me so they all laid hands probably 150 people surrounded him wow they're probably thinking here's my chance you know <laughs> <laughs> and so and so um so pasquale i said pasquale go ahead and pray he's on a mic because i'm thinking the connection is there with pasquale and mr trump already so he prayed for him from the platform and he ra- you know he rallied he, he kind of like wrapped it up and uh we we moved on but then the Holy Spirit wouldn't leave me alone. And it's like, I want you to prophesy to him. And here's here's what I learned from you, Sean. I want him, I want you to tell him how I feel about him wow. and how what I think about him. I'm like, okay. So I'm like struggling because I'm like, how am I going to do this now? And so I said, Mr. Trump... 
I would like to prophesy into your life. Wow. <laughs> I, I just went for it. And he said, he says, yes. I said, would you like to stay there or would you like to come to the platform? And that was that famous platform yeah. word release. And so he comes up, he shakes the hands of our choir and some people, and you could tell some people were not, that was not, you know, they, that, that was... It was not a popular like, idea for them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the very, very good words here. Um, and then I just stood in front of him, and I, I just hear the Lord say, you know, this is my son with whom I'm so pleased. And I I, I went to the son and then to the father in him. You're a good son. You're a good father. Wow. You know, I, I ministered to him. I took off. His humanity. The, all. All the, yeah, yeah, and all the, the, the backstabbing and all the opposition and all the mean things that are being done to him. Um, I, I, I ministered to him that way, and I just said, I said, you have a boldness that I wish the church had. Yeah, you He's know? fearless. And, and then Pasquale just kind of took his hand and he made him do some type of prophetic act. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I think it's hilarious. And so... In the meantime, so he went back and sat down, and my my son-in-law heard him say to the, at the time the general was with him, and he heard him say, it doesn't get any more touching than this. Wow. And then I came and sat down during the offertory, you know, when, and um, worship is going on, and I had a conversation that really touched me, actually. And so he starts by saying, Listen, um, how long have you been doing this up there? And I go, well, I like, uh, well, a long time. I, I wasn't supposed to. I thought I was going to be a coach and, a, and, a, and an athlete. I was an athlete, so a coach and a teacher, you know, phys ed and all that. He goes, what? She Look, she has arms. Look at her <laughs> arms. She was an athlete. You do have arms. That's true. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's so cute. And then he said, listen, um, how long have you been in this building? And I said, you know, 13, 14 years or 15. And he said, listen, do you have good acoustics? And I go, no, Mr. Trump. I said, because it's it's hard to have top quality everything in a church building, you know? He goes, why is it hard? I said, because we're living by faith, basically, and offerings. He goes, wow. He goes, listen, do you, do you love what you do? And I go, yes, I really do. He goes, and he looks straight at me. And he said, in the eyes, and he said, you know you're doing a good job up there. Wow. Sean, I wanted to cry. Yeah. It was the father's voice. Yes. And it was through Donald Trump. (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing, but it's so cool. (laughs) I mean, it's amazing. And I find him to be the most most kind and interested person in my person. Wow. And encouraging. I don't remember the last time I was told that by someone who does it. You know, like... So then... He, I went up there and I was so full of courage <laughs> and of yeah. passion to preach, to bring the word and all that. Then he had to leave. He shook his hand. And I just want to share with you what happened after. He shook my hand. He goes, I got to go. 10,000 people are waiting for me over there at the rally. So he left. And then I went <sighs> like, like a balloon was deflated. Wow. And, and the church just stood up. When he left, the church stood up to honor him. I didn't say anything. They 
stood up and clapped wow. and honor, honored him. Sean, Mr. Trump was honored at our, at our church. Whether they were agreeing with him or not, he was honored. That's such a key. You know, it's interesting because I remember we had two girls work for Obama administration. And I remember before they started working for him, I remember the Lord spoke to me and said, do not get on the political bandwagon against Obama. I appoint leaders. I want you to look for what I am doing through him, not what I'm not doing through him, and don't listen to conspiracy. So I uh-huh. ended up meeting with civil rights leaders and all kinds of people. Two of our women worked for him, and one of them, she ended up uh, having a really tragic thing happen while she was working for him where he should have actually fired her and let her go because of it. It wasn't, it wasn't an integrity thing, but it was just something that happened. And he looked at her and he said, I want to pray with you and I want to pray restoration of God on you. And I'm keeping you, even though, you know, you would normally be like, go, I'm keeping you to stand with you because you need to know what father's voice in your life. This is Obama. And it changed. I mean, this girl went from like zero confidence to a thousand percent confidence because a spiritual father and a natural, you know, national father, stood with her and it just changed everything. And I remember our church, we had so many people who were anti-Obama. We had so many people who were for Obama. And I remember our church, we got a Christmas card from the White House and they said, thank you for standing with us and believing in us. And I was shocked because we're a little church, you know, we're like 600 people. And I was like, you know, we get this Christmas card and I read it to our, our congregation. And I said, you guys, here's the Christmas card to Expression 58 and Reverend Sean Bowles for standing mm. with the White House and believing in them. And I read the Christmas card and showed everybody and everyone's like clapping. And I saw people who were anti-Obama, totally in a conspiracy. They'd finally been delivered uh, before this point. Culturally, they were honoring him for the right reason. And they, w- then we got honored as a church for it. And it just felt like something like a line in the sand. So I just love it because yeah. a lot of times we get so yeah. political, we lose the heart of God. And I, I believe in politics. I believe we have to be passionate, but you can't fight people. You fight principles. And you guys did such a beautiful job of hosting him well. Yeah. You know, and Thank you. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> well, tell us this because like, that was the beginning of some stuff that happened. Tell yeah. us what's going on now. Yeah. You, I feel like you have yeah. something for the nation too. And we, we have mm-hmm. a few minutes left here. Let's talk yeah. about it. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so when when uh, we had the, the massacre to, that took place, unfortunately, yes. uh, two weeks, two, three weeks ago, uh, this is what happened. Um, uh, now he's the president. President Trump wanted to come to our church. When he came, wow. he, he did come. Wow. Okay, on the Wednesday. So it's like... Uh, uh, four days, three days later, he wanted to come and meet some uh, victims, you know, family of yeah. the victims and first you responders. You guys have a counseling center too. And I just want to say that. you have a counseling center. We have been, a wellness center. You've been taking in yes. people, families and victims. I just want everyone to know that so that exactly. they can understand the context mm-hmm. too. Exactly. So we're offering, um, you know, help to, you know, to receive healing from the trauma and all that. So, so it's, it's pretty awesome what, you know, uh, what, what is happening, but he wanted to come and connect with first responders and families that we had connected with during those four, three, four days. But he sent 17, 17, um, a secret service at the building at our church wow. on on Monday or Tuesday or whatever I don't know what day but to see if it could it could take place in our building he wanted wow. to come back to the building and so but 
they they figured that this was not a good idea. So we went to Metro and we brought the families there. And we actually had a sit around like in a circle with first responders, the police, and three of the people that we had brought. And we had Pasquale and Norma, two of our pastors, and Paul and I, two others. And we were able to, you know, connect with them, the first responders. And at one point, um, we were going to just move on and he was going to leave, not acknowledging these wonderful people there that had a very traumatic story. Mom is in a hospital. She was shot. Wow. The daughter had to leave her there. and But they're there, you know. Wow. And um, and so, I, I, so I, I raised my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Mr. President, and I said, um, you know, and I said, I, I have these friends here and they have incredible stories. And I I think you would love to hear them. Would you, you know, would you like them to share them with you now? And he goes, absolutely. And they shared the story. It was beautiful. Then the first thing that happened when we, we, uh, we were going to the press conference now, we were done. Melania got up and went straight to those, those wonderful people and just loved on them. Just wow. loved on them. Wow. Then there was a press conference, and so and so, what is happening here is um, is this: when he came to our church in a service, and afterwards we have heard him say a couple of times, including in the Oval Office when they're signing this this document, and Pasquale, our pastor, one of our pastors, is in there in that Oval Office. I, I don't know if you remember I, that. Oh yeah, he's. He said, the worship should be in the casinos. And I said, you know what? Their worship, that church, and he said it in a circle uh, with the first responders. He goes, that church, the worship should be in the casinos. And I mean, some churches you go to and it's it's too long and you can't wait for it to be done. But that was the opposite in their church. I I was like, it's already done, you know? And so... And he, and I see that as a prophecy <laughs> coming yeah. from Donald Trump, yeah. from President Trump in the Oval Office. He says it should be in casinos. So our next tr- step into risking here is our big ask is going to be two things. Mr. Trump has a hotel or President Trump has a hotel on this trip. So we're getting ready to ask him or somebody if we can have access to this and bring yes bring the presence of God the worship the miracles signs wonders the prophetic right there start there we're even thinking of asking him if we can bring Mike Lighty who was, was our worship leader and he connected with him oh, to cool. see if we can bring him in the White House why not in that David's temple, whatever room they have, and bring worship there in the White House. So I know it's like, for some reason, we're supposed to be connected, but I don't know what it's going to look like. I know that we're connected to start, like, really this prayer, prayer assignment of, you know, you know, for the White House, for the government. And uh, there's such a connection. I don't know what it looks like, but I know I, I met Michelle Bachman. And this is uh, while I was at the call. And Sean, I know there's a connection there with what God wants to do in our nation. This is what she's uh, assigned to do. She's assigned to go to UN and pray 
That's your assignment. It's wow. not a political position. Wow. And pray for the nations to come to God. And wow. she's mobilizing, mobilizing intercessors um, to uh, to pray throughout the nation for and for Israel. So to pray for Israel, to pray for the UN, to pray for the nations to come to God. And I said, Michelle, would you come? To our church, I want you to come. She goes, yes. yes. So I've already contacted because something's happening. Like something was a groaning. I feel it. It's like a stirring. Me. It's yes. like all the groanings yeah. from that we talked about in the previous podcast. It's like something is culminating. And you know, I don't know. You would probably not remember this, but it's on your audio um, from when I came the first, uh, second time, the first time was youth conference. Second time, I prophesied to you guys as a church. God's going to give you placement on the strip for prayer and worship that can turn twenty four hours at a major hotel or casino, and and I believe that. Like I remember just going, you guys are going to be on the strip, and it's going to be part of the spiritual tourism. People will come here, spiritual tourists, because of what God's doing on the strip. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing. It's getting close. <laughs> yeah, and there's another thing. Ten years ago, I said, we need to go and get a tent and have a tent in the city. And we start just worshiping God, healing people in the name of Jesus, just prophesy and all that. That was ten years ago. Now we, we're looking into, like, it's it's going to happen. And uh, we're looking into to see, we're, we're trying to find out if we can actually go. That's our prayer, that we can go right there next to the Mandalay Bay. Oh, come on. There's a Jesus, and open put it a up, tent please. there. Yes, and redeem like all this bloodshed. Yeah, like just bring like revival right there on the strip, and yeah, we just I'm, pray you know for people. A little love strategy: people. bring some of those families mm-hmm. that have been healed and let them share their story and do it as a memorial oh my, week or whatever. Come on. And then it can keep oh, going because wow. if the if the city oh. felt like they were honoring the families and their spiritual heart exactly. of the city, then it's totally different. Yeah. Well, we, oh, we have run brilliant. out of time and this is like the best ever. Oh, I'm like so excited, wow. but I want to, yes. I do want to say this, that, um, pastor Paul and Denise Goulet lead a church ICLV in Las Vegas. We're exploring the prophetic and she shared a very current, uh, vulnerable story of just prophesying over president Trump. And I just think this is such a great example, a current example to people right now who know that they're called in the prophetic and they're learning that you're, you're sharing the vulnerable behind the scenes process. Cause if you just watch the video, you might see the woman of authority who's or Pasquale who's going for it. But if you see it in the context of your backstory, people can go, Oh, I can on ramp into that. I can do that. Or I can, I, I can have authority to change something. And my, maybe it's the mayor or, or a city council person to believe God's dream for them. So how do we get a hold of you, Denise? I want to be able to get everybody into your world. Uh, it's uh, I, at ICLV.com. And uh, I pretty much that's the way to get a hold of us. We Perfect. are streaming every Sunday, nine o'clock, 11 o'clock and five, you know, Vegas time. So, um, it's it's pretty easy. We're on YouTube, and you'll you'll be able to YouTube TV, so you'll be able to get a hold of us. Perfect, easily. Well, thank you so much for being on again, and I so love you. I so respect you and honor you. Okay, hey, thank you so much. I learned so much from you, Sean. Thank you again. Love this. Hey, this is Sean Bowles. I'm going to tell you about a book I wrote called Keys to Heaven's Economy, and this is based on an encounter I had with the minister of finance, which was an angelic being. I know this is intense to hear and believe, but it's an angelic being whose sole purpose was to steward the economy of heaven so Jesus could get all of his reward 
in our age and the age to come. It was so beautiful, this encounter, but it changed the way I thought about finances practically and also brought scriptures to life like I'd never seen them before. This book has become a bestseller internationally, and I want to encourage you to get your copy today at www.bullsministries.com.